You're listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Hey everybody, God bless you. It's Father Luke Mary again. Today is August 22nd. It's the memorial, the feast day of the Queenship of Mary. That's the very final mystery of the Rosary, the fifth glorious mystery. The Holy Trinity crowns the Virgin Mary in heaven. And um, this feast day was placed on today's date because it forms the octave from the Assumption of Mary, which we had on August 15th, when she was assumed body and soul into heaven. And uh, it's just such a great feast day and uh, today's uh, birthday for our father leo at the friary so we uh, had mass this morning and um, tried to pull together some really beautiful themes for uh, today's feast day and you know the idea of mary's queenship um, has some very deep biblical roots so we know that in the bible uh, jesus is seen as the king there's a theme of his kingdom he preached about the kingdom of god the kingdom of heaven and that he is the king of kings and lord of lords and um there's this kind of deep biblical kind of roots there um some commentators believe that some of the story of adam and eve has to do with kind of a, a royal kingly presence there and then um we have the advent of king david and the promises that god made to king david and then jesus as the messiah is in the line of david and uh, so all of those biblical themes and so today's feast day, although it is the queenship of Mary, really has the kingship of Jesus at the heart of it. So everything about Mother Mary is completely and totally connected to Jesus. And so the kingship of Jesus, which of course we celebrate at the, uh, the last Sunday of ordinary time in November, the uh, feast of Christ the King. So, um, so we also have some interesting uh, presence of King David's queen mother, the Geberah in Hebrew, and uh, some of the early church fathers saw that uh, prefiguring Mother Mary as uh, she is the, the queen mother of Jesus, the, the king. And uh, so just a couple of images there. Um, I wanted to connect it with some interesting details from some apparitions of the Virgin Mary, and then kind of conclude with uh, something about how today's feast day could really help us in our own spiritual journey. Um, so first of all, we have kind of some interest, interesting um, symbolism with uh, surrounding kings and queens, right? So in England, you have the queen mother and no king, but in Christianity, there's always the king Jesus, then his mother, the queen. And uh, you have uh, things like a, a royal scepter. You've got the throne that the king and queen sits upon, and you've got the crown. I want to talk about the crown. So we know that the Bible, uh, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, has this theme of wearing a crown. So uh, kings and high priests in the Old Testament would wear a crown. Uh, it's kind of a, a golden kind of hat that they wore on their head that was symbolic of their office. And um, in the New Testament, there's these references to the five crowns. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that. Sometimes in Protestant circles, they talk about the five crowns that await us on the other side. There's the crown of life, uh, the incorruptible crown, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, and the crown of rejoicing or exaltation. And uh, you can Google that. It's a nice Wikipedia page for the five crowns uh, in the New Testament. And uh, sometimes the, those crowns you know, are, are referenced to you know, symbolic of some kind of royal office. So Jesus 
you know, talked about the uh, the twelve apostles will sit on the twelve thrones of Israel, judging. And then you've got St. Paul talking about athletes compete for a corruptible crown, which was this crown of laurel, those uh, branches that would wither, but an imperishable, incorruptible crown awaits for us uh, when we get to the other side. That's 1 Corinthians 9.25. But then even in the book of Revelation, there's references to golden crowns with the 24 elders and the thrones. And so um, this idea of Mary's queenship today really does have deep biblical roots Kind of a scriptural biblical kind of idea there and we know that the the church particularly at vatican ii in the document on the church lumen gentium constitution on the church had some very beautiful things to say about mary as mother and queen and that she um has what the the, the document uses the term our mother in the order of grace and that in heaven she has a saving office as mother that she prays and intercedes for the rest of Jesus's followers, her children, till we all make it. So that's kind of beautiful. And um, so two images. Um, first of all, there's this interesting image of, you know, Mary's crown as queen. And um, I, I like to think about some of the, uh, <laughs> for, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but kind of like Mary's jewelry. So like in, um, the apparition in Guadalupe in Mexico City you know we have that picture of that image and she's got a, a brooch around her neck that has a little cross on it and uh, then it the apparitions of Mary in uh, 1830 to St. Catherine Labore in Paris um, where we get this devotion known as the miraculous medal there was an image of Mary wearing these golden rings on her fingers and on the rings there were these f precious gems and from those gems they were rays of light flowing down and you can see that on the the uh, front side of the image of the miraculous metal and uh, that was symbolic of the grace that she somehow as mother she uh, mediate mediatrix of grace for us and um, and then also you have the um, the idea of was it in Lourdes she had two uh, a yellow rose blossom on each foot and I remember seeing um, a girl wearing a, a sandals that had like a, a flower blossom on the top so I don't know if those were sandals that Mary was wearing there in Lourdes and then in Fatima she had some type of a gold ball on a necklace I think was symbolic of the world and um, but then you have this thing with the crown well at the friary now we have this uh, little statue of Our Lady Fatima in our chapel and that there was a crown but now it's missing we're not sure what happened to it and uh, it reminded me of this story of a Capuchin Franciscan brother, he's actually a blessed, blessed Jeremiah uh, from Romania, but he ended up joining the Franciscans in Italy. And um, he's a very holy brother and the gift of miracles. And um, it was in 1608 on the Vigil of the Assumption, so August 14th, he had an apparition of Mother Mary with the baby Jesus. And um, as he was seeing this image, he kind of blurted out, you know, Mary, you're a queen. Where is your crown? I guess in, uh, she wasn't wearing a crown. And so she said to him, here is my crown, my son. And she held the baby Jesus out to him. Isn't that beautiful? That, uh, And that's kind of uh, in line with some of the ideas of the crown, like in the book of Proverbs. Like your children or grandchildren are like uh, jewels in your crown. So, again, Mother Mary being just completely and totally centered on Jesus 
And, uh, and then another image which I find very beautiful, which sometimes you see, is the mantle of the Virgin Mary. You may see like um, an icon or a painting of her with this kind of cape on, and underneath the cape, or the, the church, is being sheltered. Uh, is kind of reminiscent of some ideas you see in the Bible, like for example, Psalm 91, where it says that we will be sheltered in the shadow of the Most High and um, protected beneath his wings. Uh, Jesus made reference to that, right? As a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, so I have longed to gather you, O Jerusalem. So the, this image, uh, this kind of theological, spiritual idea that sometimes you see in, in a painting or an icon of Mother Mary kind of sheltering the church underneath her mantle. Very beautiful, and uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, this passage from the Diary of St. Faustina, D Divine Mercy of My Soul, wonderful book to read. I think it's paragraph 330. She, uh, I'll quote it for you, this beautiful vision that St. Faustina had. Uh, she writes, Once my confessor told me to pray for his intention, and I began a novena to the Mother of God. This novena consisted in the prayer, Hail, Holy Queen, recited nine times. Towards the end of the novena, I saw the Mother of God with the infant Jesus in her arms, and I also saw my confessor kneeling at her feet and talking with her. I did not understand what he was saying to her, because I was busy talking with the infant Jesus, who came down from his mother's arms and approached me. I could not stop wondering at his beauty. I heard a few of the words that the Mother of God spoke to him, that is my confessor, but not everything. The words were, I am not only the queen of heaven, but also the mother of mercy and your mother. And at that, she stretched out her right hand in which she was clasping her mantle, and she covered the priest with it. At that moment, the vision vanished. So that's a quote from the diary of St. Faustina, the divine mercy saint. And uh, seeing that image of Mary as queen and mother, in, uh, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church and uh, documents of Vatican II, you so often always hear those two terms together, queen and mother, mother and queen. And uh, this idea of her mantle of protection, it's very beautiful, very tender, very meaningful kind of image. And um, I'll just conclude by uh, uh, noting a, a curious thing from scripture, which I think kind of pulls together the theme for today's feast day. Um, so in Matthew and Luke, you have the genealogy of Jesus, right? So-and-so um, became the father of so-and-so. So-and-so became the father of so-and-so. And it kind of traces the lineage all the way to St. Joseph, who became the foster father of Jesus. And uh, we know that from New Testament times that the, uh, the lineages in, in the Old Testament were always drawn through the, the line of the father, even if it was a foster father, so that Jesus, as the Messiah, is in the lineage of King David. He's the son of David. And um, but uh, I once read a commentary where it noted that um, Mary is mentioned, of whom is born Jesus, but she her lineage, her genealogy is not given, right? Uh, we don't know about her parents or grandparents or great grandparents and so on. Um, but in, in the text of Matthew and Luke, it just says that of her was born Jesus. And the, the commentator said that Mary's genealogy is the opposite. Instead of looking to the, her ancestors, it looks to her child. And it shows that, you know, Mary's lineage is from Jesus alone. And again, it kind of beautifully pulls together this incredible theme of Mary, Mother Mary, being completely and totally centered on Jesus. And um, so I conclude with that because I think... The devotion to Mary, our mother and our queen, 
that devotion uh, helps us to be centered on Jesus. That's what authentic Marian devotion does. Like Mary, who ponders these things in her heart, we come to know Jesus with the mind of Mary, see Jesus with the eyes of Mary, love Jesus with the heart of Mary. So may Mother Mary, our Queen, the Queen of Heaven and Earth, the Queen Mother of Jesus the King, may she mother us, may she intercede for us, and may she win for us the grace to be completely and totally centered on her son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to From the Friars, the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. You can follow us at franciscanfriars.com on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, CFR underscore Franciscans. Uh, May the Lord give you peace and God bless you. You're hearing the music of one of our brothers, Brother Isaiah, Jacob's song from the album Broomstick. <laughs>